What's up, people? Another episode of Just for Sports. Jamoke Davis here with you. We're going to talk about week three in the NFL. Man, some teams bounced back. I wasn't expecting them to. Major League Baseball. You didn't see the anthem standoff? It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. But realistically, a couple teams, more teams clinched uh, tonight. The Yankees got a chance to clinch uh, in the playoffs. They're inching closer. The NBA. I'll talk about why this may be the worst, most tumultuous offseason slash media day in a long time for the league. A long time for the league. I mean, man, it's a disaster. But I hope it doesn't mean that there's more to come this season. But, um, yeah, I got some things to talk about as we head into the NBA season. But first, we are going to start with the National Football League. Some teams, yeah, they bounced back in a major way, and I didn't expect them to. As we look at the standings, the teams that I'm speaking about that I was surprised, mostly, mostly on the good side with the Colts. That was a big one to me. And on the not-so-good side, uh, the Commanders, of course, are a disappointment in my mind. But the Raiders, 0-3, that's a bigger disappointment to me. That's a bigger disappointment to me. And then we got some other teams and games in the middle there. First and foremost... Once again, for another week, another week in my mind, the the big games just didn't have it. The Thursday night game, Browns-Steelers, wasn't that good to me. I just felt like we just are not getting quality games. I mean, realistically, I feel like they should think about flexing already. I mean, Broncos 49ers 11-10 on Sunday night. Oh, Cowboys Giants was okay. One of the best catches of all time by C.D. Lamb, I have to admit. As much as I don't like to admit something good about the Cowboys. The middle games, you know, just the standard one o'clock, four o'clock games were, were good. But outside of that, ugh. It was a it was just a bad, bad week. I do fear that the Steelers are under Mike Tomlin are going to end up with their first losing season. 
I just really don't think that they have it. I just don't think that they have it this year. Miss Trubisky is not the answer. Maybe it's a little growing pains. Maybe it's Matt Canada. That could very well be as well. But overall, I just I just don't see it. Panther Saints 22-14. I thought the Saints would be a little bit better, but they're about who we thought they were. Bears at 2 and 1, you're seeing some improvement, but nothing there in my mind to report about. The two biggest surprises were the Colts-Chiefs game. Chiefs probably should have won, but they got an unsportsmanlike conduct. Um, and I don't know if it played into what happened in the second half, but offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy and Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs quarterback, getting into it, going into the halftime. You know, maybe it's something small, but, you know, you got to keep an eye on it. You got to keep an eye on that. Something's not right. And that's not good. But the Chiefs, they should be undefeated right now. And instead, they are 2-1. and one, And the Colts bounce back in a big way. Um, they needed this win. Frank Reich needed this win. Matt Ryan needed the win. And they're looking good. I mean, if they had been 0-2-1, oh, that could have been a real, a real, real, real disaster. Jonathan Taylor had an okay game. But we'll have to keep an eye on uh, Patrick Mahomes. Was that just a blip on the radar? Or was it a pretty big deal? It could have been a big deal. We'll keep an eye on it. But a team you don't want to keep an eye on outside of Washington. The Washington football team, as they call themselves the commanders, a team that can't command anything right now. There's nothing that they can command. The Raiders. I expect them to be 0-3, and they're in trouble. New head coach, well, way overrated in my mind, and Josh McDaniels. Never been a great head coach. 11-20 and 20 record. Why do you get another shot? Especially when last week we were talking about black head coaches uh, are sparse in the league and they don't really get a shot to wear the main headset. And here we have Josh McDaniels who's getting another opportunity to fail. And boy, is he failing. 0-3. Devontae Adams is not happy. Derek Carr is, I was going to take him as a quarterback. I thought maybe they would be good, but no, it's not looking good. It really is not looking good. As the Raiders lose to the Titans 24-22. The Titans were another team that needed this win desperately. They're now 1-2. and two. Maybe they can calm down just a little bit. Calm down just a little bit. The Bills, they should have beat the Dolphins. 
Josh Allen had a bad throw at the end of the game from I me. Mean, I've never seen Josh Allen. I mean, I, I thought this was going to be the year. But I could see why the Bills offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, who there's footage of him just destroying all of his papers and equipment in the booth, losing it, probably because he saw a perfect season going out the window. As they lose to the to the Dolphins, who knew the Dolphins would be 3-0? and And I feel like that is going to be short-lived when we go into next week. But they beat the Bills 21-19 in Miami. That's a big deal. But now with Tua, you know, the Dolphins are under investigation for not putting him in concussion protocol and letting him come back and play when he really shouldn't have in that Bills game is another issue that they have to deal with. That's not good. And the Chargers. So in my fantasy league, I paid top dollar, top, top dollar to get a quarterback in Justin Herbert that I thought would have an MVP-like season. Instead, he's injured. They lost to the Jaguars 38-10. The Jaguars, man, who knew they were going to be the type of team that they are? They're sitting at 2-1, and one, but Doug Peterson has done an outstanding job. And maybe they don't need him in Philly. Philly's 3-0, and oh, so they're looking good too. But Doug Peterson is getting it done in Jacksonville. Shahid Khan made a, a good pick in a head coach. Trevor Lawrence is looking amazing. Amazing. I am just really surprised at how bad the Chargers are. But amazed at how good the Jaguars are. And they're looking good. They're looking good. I don't even want to say, uh, oh my gosh. Okay. My thing about the Chargers is I don't think that not only are they not very good, but I think Brandon Staley might be one of the worst head coaches in the NFL. His play calling stinks. I think he's full of himself. But he's proven time and time again to not be a very good head coach. And the Chargers at one and two, you got to believe this is not the way they wanted to start the season by any stretch of the imagination. And when you look at the schedule for week four, um... They're at Houston, so it's a game that they should win. But with Justin Herbert and his ribs, they may not win. Or at least it may be a closer game. 
And then you're looking at one and three for a team that some people thought, including myself, that maybe they would be Super Bowl contenders. And maybe I'm the idiot there. Very well could be. But this might be Brandon Staley's last time as a head coach of the San Diego Los Angeles Chargers. I do it, did it again. One thing that's crazy, but I'm actually happy about is that the Pro Bowl is changing the flag football. And with that being the case, how long do you think it's going to take before the National Football League changes to flag football? I love this. I love the, you know, the NFL announced they're going to be week-long skills competitions. They're calling them the Pro Bowl games. It's going to be in Las Vegas. It's going to be, I'm, man. I want to get a ticket to that. Peyton Manning and Omaha Productions, which is like the best or the hottest production company in sports right now, is going to help with programming and promoting the event. And I don't, I don't, I've never even looked up who's behind Omaha Productions, but they're legit. They're legit. And I am really excited about the flag football. And I am, I just cannot wait to see how it plays out. I give it five, six years before the NFL says, okay, we're going to go to flag football too for the regular season. For the health of the players. You'll still watch. It'll still be fun. You still play flag football. Maybe some of you are dumb enough to play real football without helmets and stuff. But flag football, yeah, we all still play it. Okay, and I think you'll watch it in the NFL, but okay, I get it that I may not know what I'm talking about. I think I know what I'm talking about, and I think you do too. I think you do too. Major League Baseball, we're getting closer and closer to the playoffs. Closer and closer. The races are tightening, which is always good to see. When you look at the standings, the Yankees, they're going to win the AL East. Cleveland, which I thought they, my sleeper was Minnesota. They're not going to get it done. Atlanta and the Mets, boy, they are tied at 97 and 58. That's going to be a great Great home stretch for those two teams. And we'll see what happens between them. We'll see what happens. And then, of course, the wild card. I think you're going to see Toronto and Tampa Bay, but Seattle still has an outside chance. They still have an outside chance. Philly has an outside chance. Milwaukee has an outside chance. But I hope it's going to be the Mets and the San Diego Padres. That's what I'm hoping. But you know the other thing that makes it really difficult is... There are about eight games left. 
So it's going to be fun to watch these series come down to the last games. And it's a whole new season when we get to the playoffs. It's a whole new season. What I thoroughly enjoyed this week, and I hope you did if you Google funny anthem standoff. The Mariners, Robbie Ray, and the Royals, Luke Weaver, they were actually ejected for these uh, shenanigans. But they had a national anthem standoff where after the national anthem, neither player refused to move. It caused a delay in the game. The umpire crew was mad, and they got so mad that they ended up throwing out the players. But these former teammates had fun. The fans had fun. And I know we don't want that to be marring the game, but of course the umpires have to poo-poo the game. And they ejected them. And that was sad. That was really sad. I thought that was unnecessary. Unnecessary. But they did it anyway. They did it anyway. The NBA, as I finished the show talking about the National Basketball Association, this may be the worst, the toughest offseason ever for the league. Ime Odoka is dealing with being suspended for the year. You had Doc Rivers, who that went over my head, but apparently he likes certain types of videos that are a little unsavory for most. Robert Sarver, the Phoenix Suns owner, who's now going to have to sell the team after he was also suspended for a year. Kevin Durant asking for a trade and then saying, no, I don't want a trade. I mean, we'll get into we'll get into that um, very soon. But then also, you know, no, it, it wasn't directly related to the league this year, but Vanessa Bryant won a suit um, against the Los Angeles County Sheriff's and Fires Department uh, for taking and sharing the gruesome photos of the January 2020 helicopter crash that killed nine people, including Kobe Bryant. Um, it's just been a tough off season. And I, and as I think about media day, I just hope this isn't a sign of things to come, that this will be one of the worst seasons of all time. That's what I don't want. Russell Westbrook was going to be traded and did not trade it. DeAndre Ayton who hasn't spoken to Monty Williams since game seven, that could mar the Suns' chance of getting back to the big game. Anthony Edwards making anti-gay comments and calling him immature. 
I mean, even with the Celtics and Emil Doka, now you're going with Joe Mazzula. And if you look up Joe Mazzula's pass, he even has a marred pass. And it's like, what is it? The lesser of two evils? I mean, man. It's it's pretty bad. I mean, Joe Mazzula is going to be the youngest head coach. Which is crazy. Um, I just wow. It's gonna be interesting. And you know, yes is bad for Ime, and Joe has a chance to you know, make a name for himself when he probably didn't expect to in this way. On a good on before I get to the 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 best thing about this NBA season, Kevin Durant. I mean, you just can't make this up. He said, quote, first of all, I never walk into any GM office, coach office and demand anything, tell them to sign anybody or run a play for me. I come in and do my job as a player. A lot of people have it in their minds that I control everything here with the Nets. I'm not the liaison between Kyrie and the organization. I always told them that. Um, I also told Sean and Kyrie, y'all got to build y'all relationship. Everybody's different. Nah. I'm not buying it. I mean, you talk about wanting to build a championship team and you're one of the main ones giving up on the team, not being able to bring the team together. Now it's awkward. Even Kyrie Irving said it was awkward, very awkward for him. I think Durant not taking accountability for, you know, his actions. At least not the way I I think he should. But but who am I, right? I get that. But I just feel like I just didn't I just didn't like his quotes. I didn't like the way 
he's not really taking accountability for what role he plays in the Nets. His quote here, quote, as the season went on, you've seen what happened with our, our season, guys in and out of the lineup, injuries, just a lot of uncertainty, which built some doubt in my mind about the next four years of my career. I mean, I'm getting older. I want to be in a place that's stable and try to build a championship culture. So I had some doubts about that, and I voiced them to Joe. So wait a second. On one hand, you want to build a championship culture and have a stable environment but you are contributing to the unstable environment. He wants everybody to be accountable, but he's not really holding anybody accountable, which is another quote that he had. And then to say, oh, um, I can't walk into a GM's office or an owner's office, and yet you were able to voice your opinions to Joe Psy, because you can walk into an office because you're Kevin Durant. You're arguably the best coach, excuse me, best coach, best player in the NBA. Just own it. Just own it. You know the team centers around you. You know no move is made without you playing a role in it. I think it's wrong and disgusting that you can't even stand up for yourself and your teammates in the way and say, yeah, I, I did. I did mess up. I got whatever you want to say. You got in your head a little bit. You, you know, you, you were, weren't thinking in the right way, whatever you want to say, anything but what you said. Because once again, in my mind, it proved that he's not really a winner. And if you wanted something stable, then why did you not stay with the Golden State Warriors, the most stable franchise? And if nothing else, it's proved it once again because they won another championship. It's ridiculous. It's idiotic that he cannot hold himself accountable. And he just can't. Okay, Steve Nash says they're fine now, but that's not going to last. It's just simply not going to last. And, and, I just don't buy it. I just don't buy it. What I do buy and what I am excited about as I think about the NBA season is LeBron James getting the scoring title. It's weird he's going to get it as a Laker. I mean, in my mind, it, it's really weird. I think, by the way, just as I was going through the headlines and I forgot to mention is that I don't understand how the, the league did not retire Bill Russell's number to start this season. Not just a patch. Just say anybody who wears number six, you got to get rid of number six. 
That's it. That's it. No ifs, ands, or dots, buts about it. No ifs, ands, or dots. But we know that there's a chance that this year LeBron James will pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's Abdul-Jabbar's all-time record as the leading scorer in the NBA. But the thing for me is he already is. He's not chasing history. He already passed him if you include the playoffs. And I don't understand how we can't include the playoffs. It makes no sense to me. There's still points being scored. And LeBron James will pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He's 1,325 points behind him. And it is estimated that it will take 49 games for him to pass his record. Assuming the season goes as planned. And we shall see. We shall see what happens. As is projected, either he'll pass it on January 25th, as it's noted against the San Antonio Spurs at home, or it could be March 10th against the Toronto Raptors based on how many games LeBron James played last season. We'll see. But if you're in L.A., if you're in L.A., those are the games you want to get tickets to. And then probably one or two games around those games. That's what I'm thinking. I won't be there for either one, but it's exciting. I'm rooting for LeBron, at least in this case. At least in this case. All right, that'll do it for Just for Sport. Hope you enjoyed another episode. Next episode, I'll make my week four picks. Or whatever else comes to mind to talk about. Ciao for now. Are you looking for a better way to play player props or daily fantasy sports? Well, look no further than Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the leading over-under daily fantasy game. Why? Because it's so easy to use and win. You can make your picks in under 30 seconds and win up to 10 times your money in one day. Right now, we have a special offer for our viewers and listeners of the Just for Sport podcast. All you have to do is sign up now and use the promo code J for Sport, and Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Yep, that's right. They'll match your first deposit up to $100. So join the over 150,000 others who found a better way to play and download the Prize Picks app today.